It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast, your number one Cincinnati Bengals podcast coming your way every day with all the latest news and analysis on your team. Thanks for making us your first listen today. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're going to do a first look at the Los Angeles Rams, but James, you look perplexed. What's going on? Who? Who, who are you? I'm Jake Lisko. What's who are you? Oh, oh. well, my name's James Erpine, but right. not everybody, not everybody, Jake, knows us. In fact, one of the greatest players in Bengals history. Well, he just put us out there, man. Killed us, crushed us uh, late last week. Bengals with James Rapian and Jake Liskow. Who? James Rapian and Jake Liskow, locked on Bengals, take you inside the Bengals. With the latest news, unique analysis, and insight on your favorite team. You know them? Those former teammates of yours? Those are not former teammates of mine. I have no idea who they are. And I I don't mean that in a negative way. I just don't know who they are. Locked on Bengals on Twitter. Let's take a look. They've never invited you on the podcast? I'm not. I don't need another invite to go on another podcast. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know what's funny about that, James, is... One of the one of the first people I thought of trying to get on the show when I first joined the show and I first had a relationship with the Bengals was Boomer yeah. Sison. And oh. and I talked to the Bengals. I'm like, hey, do you guys have any connection with Boomer? We would love yeah. to talk with him about Joe Burrow and, and you know. And, and they didn't. They're like, oh, you could try to contact his radio station. Yeah. And and WFAN you know? in New York. That's where that's from, by the way. Boomer and Geo. And uh, they're an Odyssey station, and they were promoting that we're going to be at Radio Row all week long. So buckle up, subscribe wherever you get your podcast because we're going to bring a bunch of stuff your way. But, uh, Jake, um, th- I-, I thought it was hilarious. I love it. I don't expect Boomer and Sias to know, to know who the hell I am. But here's the thing. Boomer, in another lifetime, I definitely would have been one of your teammates. Slot receiver, unguardable, would have been great. So just so you know, Boomer, there would have been another lifetime where I was born a little earlier. You, know, you never know. You never know. With built bars, anything is possible, Boomer. That That's the thing. That, that The thing that the, – here's the thing is that's the thing. Not like I might have been your producer if I was born in New York because you came up through producer. radio producing, right? Sure. So, yeah. so you might have been his – like that. that's like an – okay. No, you would have been oh, a slot receiver. receiver. Yeah, p- producer. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, I, it, r- receiver. I would have right. been your go-to slot receiver. All right, and uh, who knows? Who knows what would have happened? Never know. But uh, you know, his but, loss, my loss, were all, all you know at a loss uh, from from that perspective. But uh, shout out to them. And part of what they said, because I listened a little bit more. 
sorry, Boomer, you don't get to go, but we are going to the Super Bowl. Boomer might get to go. I know Gio doesn't get to go, and he was really uh, sour about that. But, you know, we're going to be at the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> You know, I, I assume Boomer will be at the game, but it sounds like he's not going to be there for Radio Row for, Radio for the Row. week. He, he's, be he's busy. He's got his job to do. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so. I think that they do a lot of radio shows from Radio Row, but Boomer won't be one of those radio shows from Radio Row. And we will, I guess. There we go. How about that? Hey, look, uh, I thought it was hilarious. And some of our listeners sent it to me. I think it was last Thursday or something. And I was like, okay. Um, and, and I was trying to find video, but it was only audio for those that are uh, on audio and, and trying to you know, check out the YouTube. It's, it's just audio, but still fun nonetheless. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, they, who, they who joked knows? about, go ahead. They, they joked about Boomer putting up his last Bengals helmet. And Gio asked Boomer, hey, do you think these guys have Bengals helmets? No, I don't, Boomer. I'm sorry. You know, we, oh, we just I, cover the team. But, you know, I, I got this little guy. James has a Spider-Man helmet back there, his UC helmet. And uh, that that's that's what we have. Can, can you hear me okay? I might do the rest of the show like this. I mean, it's muffled. It's muffled, okay. But that, that's our uh, that's People our are going to screen grab that because I have a big head. It was hard to get that helmet on. Either that's, way. That's a Maybe. that's a tangent that they sent us down this 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 weekend, James. Do you think one of our goals this week should be to make sure by the end of Super Bowl Fifty Six week for us personally that Boomer and Geo know how to say our names? I mean, you think that should I, be a goal? I feel like that it, could happen. Are you writing that on your mirror, like Jamar Chase writes goals on his mirror? I've I've never done that in my life. It's a good idea though; it must work. Let's, I need to get a mirror first. I need to get a mirror. And then we'll, you, you know, you have no mirror. Yeah. I'm not going to write a mirror like on, in, in my bathroom. I mean, is that what Jamar does? Yeah. I guess maybe he does. Huh? I, mean, I assume he had like a, a standalone mirror, you know, one of the, you know, a, a special goal. Mirror. It, maybe I, hmm, goal mirror, <laughs> get boomer a size and to know how to say rapine. All right. Let's, uh, let's yeah. dive in. I did not expect to spend like six minutes on that, but, uh, Super Bowl 56 this week, it's it's Rams, it's Bengals. We actually get to talk about football now, Jake, and that's that's exciting. It's February 5th, 6th, whatever day it is. I don't know what day it is. We're going to L.A. here, and we're talking about football in February. And, uh, you know, the, I guess maybe before we get to the, the first look at the Rams, we do have a bit of a an optimistic injury update from the Bengals. We can knock the news out of the way here real quick. And Yep. That is that CJ Uzama, who had the week off from practice, didn't practice at all, was listed on an injury report on on Friday, which would be for a game as if it were going to be played on Sunday, the Sunday before Mm -hmm. the Super Bowl, as questionable. So if the Bengals were playing a week after CJ Uzama's MCL sprain, he would be questionable to play on that injury report. Yeah, it, it, huge, huge. And I reached out for the Bengals for clarification because, look, we're in uncharted territory, right? It's weird by they have to issue a game status report. If the game was played on, um, what would the date have been? February 5th, 6th? February 6th, yes, because it's the 13th. So if they would have played February 6th, you're probably hearing this on February 7th, he would have been questionable despite not practicing all week. That doesn't mean he would have played, and I don't think he would have, but – the fact that he's questionable and not doubtful and you get another week and you have him tweeting about touchdown celebrations and stuff like that. It, it, it feels like Jake, 
that he's pretty confident that he's going to be able to play. And I, I think that that's, and we'll get into matchups and stuff. I think that would be huge for this Bengals offense. Another thing that he mentioned was the, the, the touchdown celebrations. Yeah. So, or no, 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 no. What, he, what he's going to wear for game day. Is that what you said? Yeah. No, I said touchdown celebration. Yeah. You said right. touchdown celebration. Sorry. He, yeah. That got, him, that, him that Tyler Eifert. Yeah. But the other thing was what he was going to wear for game day. And all the responses were like a uniform. But if he's thinking about his game day fit, I think, you know, that that indicates his mindset a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know he's going to bring out something. Oh, I, I can't wait to see some of these fits. You know Joe Mixon, you know Joe Burrow. Some of these dudes, man, they're about to bring out something, something wild. And uh, me, meanwhile, I'm going to be wearing the same damn stuff I've worn all all year long to games. So that, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. I'm not the one that's going out and getting a new suit or anything like that for the Super Bowl. I'll be looking good, but it's going to be stuff that I already had in the closet. Yeah. I wonder, you know, everyone has their game day outfit, right? They're, they're, they're superstitious game day outfit. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should, maybe we should get a, a collection of game day outfit pictures from people. If people have lucky shirts, my, my dad has one. My dad says that he's been, they've been making the, their, their homemade skyline chili down there. And he's wearing his orange shirt every day that the Bengals play and, and they've been winning. So he's going to keep doing it anyway. Lots of interesting things about this Rams matchup. We've talked about some of the stories. We've talked about some of the high level stuff. We're going to start to take a look in a little bit more detail, a first look at the Los Angeles Rams. I know it seems a little late maybe for us to have done it, but we're we're going into the week now. It's time to shift our focus and really hone in on the Bengal Super Bowl opponent. We'll go there starting next. But first, I have to tell you about Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet. Look, right here. Boom. Built Bar. Maybe if I would have found Built Bar sooner in – well, Boomer Esiason would have been a bit younger than, yeah, maybe I would have been catching passes from him. But Built Bar is the number one protein bar on the planet. High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you. So check them out right now at Built.com. Check out all of the different flavors that they have to offer, including cookies and cream. It's back in stock. Check them out. And when you go to check out and place that order, use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, get the number one protein bar on the planet, Built Bar at Built.com, promo code LOCK15. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. James, where the Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl starts, I'd say, is, is the quarterback matchup. And I know that people want to talk about the Bengals offensive line and Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Leonard Floyd and Jayla Ramsey and Jamar Chase. But those things, despite how much attention we've given those sorts of matchups in this playoff run for the Bengals, 
have been secondary to the quarterback matchup. And in some ways it's surprising and in other ways it's not. In general, we've talked all year, it's a quarterback matchup. Whichever quarterback plays better wins the game. And a lot of times these other matchups impact which quarterback plays better and will win the game. But that hasn't really been the case. I mean, it has to some extent, right? Like Joe Burrow got pretty bottled up in the passing offense, got pretty bottled up by Tennessee and those nine sacks and the kind of defense that the Titans were playing. Mm -hmm. But Burrow found a way and the defense found a way. And so it's obviously a team game. But when I look at Matthew Stafford, here's a guy who, I guess that's a Collins we're saying. We're, We're hitting all the... The old school Bengals to get. Here's a guy who has had one, two, three, four, five games this year where he has not thrown a turnover worthy pass, according to Pro Football Focus. In his last, what is this, seven games, he's got at least one, including one each in each of his playoff games. In week 16 against Minnesota, through four turnover worthy passes. I was talking to Locked On Vikings host Luke Braun about that game a little bit. And he's like, hey, watch out for this concept. And it was it was like a drift concept. I'm going to get into... There's two games I'm watching on my flight down to LA, James. It's going to be the the Rams at Vikings from Week 16, and I'm going to watch Rams-Buccaneers. That's going to be my film prep on the plane uh, to, to see what... I, I'm really interested in what the Rams are doing offensively. And But what Luke told me is Minnesota runs the same coverages that the Bengals do, he thinks. So... I'm going to I'm going to be looking at what the Rams or what the Vikings did de- defensively to to get Matt Stafford to throw four turnover worthy throws and that's not the first time he's done it this year. He also did it in week 10 against San Francisco. So much like Tannehill, my mindset around Stafford is there's obviously like higher upside with Stafford than Tannehill, but the thing they have in common is they're going to put the ball in danger. Odds are they're going to put the ball in danger. There will be opportunities again for this Bengals defense to make a clutch interception. Yeah, and they certainly have to. I mean, it's been such a theme, you know, winning the turnover battle. And when you look at their path to victory, I get it. I I said, what, 41-38 last week, and you've certainly pointed it out, and it's true. I tend to look at the higher scoring end of things when I make my predictions. I don't feel that way this week. I think it's the other way. I think the Bengals' path to winning is the – I feel like the Bengals path to winning, excuse me, is the opposite, is that Tennessee blueprint. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where they're going to have to win the turnover battle. And this defense is going to have to continue to do what it's done um, really all season long for most of the season, but certainly throughout the playoffs. I mean, they've they've just been great. You know, you, you hold the Raiders to under 20. you you hold the Titans to under 20 on the road, and then you do what you did against the Chiefs, specifically in the second half, but really the end of the first half uh, just propels you to, to that awesome second half and the four sacks and everything like that. And I think they can. Like, if they pressure Stafford, and th- that's part of the key, right? If you're going to force turnovers, get some heat on Matt Stafford. Call me crazy. I think they're going to be able to do that. I think they're going to be able to get some heat on him. And with this secondary, the way they're playing – with the way Luana Rumo's dialing up certain things, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all. You look up, and they've been able to keep Cooper Cup at bay. You're not going to stop him, and we can dive more into that, but also force a couple of turnovers. 
Yeah, that's the big thing is is what, you know, we've, we've called Luana Rumo Ludini. We've called him the mad scientist. We've <laughs> And that came from Von Bell. I figured out where it came from. Von Bell called him a scientist a couple weeks ago in January. This week, in one of his press conferences, he called Lou a mad scientist. So I don't know if I don't know if we innovated the mad in front of the scientist or if or if I just stole that from Von Bell. But either way, you know, Lou Anarumo is going to have to get in his bag again and figure out what what approach is going to work this week. Because that, that's been the key to the Bengals' defensive success is Lou Anarumo being flexible and, and not being like, you know, we, we gave Wink Martindale a hard time for, for being stubborn and for doing his thing and to, to his own detriment, right? And Lou Anarumo has been so adaptable. And, and that's been, in my opinion, just, just so important. And, mm-hmm. you know, getting back to the quarterback battle, on the other side, we have Joe Burrow. And in the clutch moments, Joe Burrow has stepped up. I know he threw the late pick against the Chiefs, and, and that could have been costly, but it wasn't. And the the thing about Burrow is that in these big moments, you know, he lives for them. He's talked about how he lives for them, and he steps up and makes the plays. And does he have a harder job this weekend? Next weekend in the Super Bowl, maybe, you know, dealing with Aaron Donald. He's been dealing with guys for the last three weeks. I mean, it's been the same thing every week, right? We've heard Max Crosby is going to ruin the game. We've heard Jeffrey Simmons and this Titans pass rush is going to ruin the game. We've heard uh, uh, Chris Jones and and Melvin Ingram are going to ruin the game. And, and, and Honey Badger's back, so the Chiefs get to play their defense. And... Those those guys have certainly made impacts on the game, but Joe Burrow has has risen to the occasion to overcome those impacts. And meanwhile, you we have thirty four year old Matt Stafford. Happy birthday, Matt Stafford! Turns thirty four on Monday, by the way. Uh, who who has endured Detroit and has this meaningless that he's zero three against the Bengals. James, I don't, I don't know if you saw my tweet about this. Oh, and three against the Bengals, completing just over 50% of his career passes against the Bengals. This would have been the year for the Bengals to play the NFC North, but instead Stafford went West and they get to play him in the Super Bowl instead. And so Matt Stafford looking for his first win against the Bengals against this guy that just comes up time and time again in big games. And so when I'm looking at the quarterback matchup, I'm thinking about these guys and, and Joe Burrow versus Stafford is is the headliner of this game. And I just think that, again, you know, doubt Joe Burrow at your own peril at this point, right? We've seen him overcome time and time again. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think that there's, you know, something to that. And if you had to bank or, or you know, bet on who's going to have more turnover plays or, or who's going to come up short, it would probably be Stafford at the same time. And you're, you guys are going to hear me say this a lot this week. The Rams were built for this. This is why they traded for Matt Stafford. This is why they traded for Von Miller. This is why they went after uh, OBJ and were able to sign him when he was a free agent. They did all of those moves, and, and there are more. All right, they traded for Jalen Ramsey a couple of years ago. Like, this is it. Like, they, they are very sh- short window-minded. And so I think that's going to be hard. You're, you're facing a team facing a quarterback like Matt Stafford, who's been told that he can't come up big his entire career. And yet 
this isn't Andy Dalton, right? He has the physical tools to be as good as any quarterback, right? He's he's got the arm, and it just it hasn't worked, and so it is dangerous. At the same time, if he, uh, you know, he he threw a jump ball or what a a lollipop is what I'll call it in the NFC title game. I can't get over that. I can't get that out of my head. You know, the the pop fly he throws in the fourth quarter that should have been picked, and the 49ers probably should have intercepted it and gotten a field goal range and won the game. And instead, the Rams go down and kick the game winning field goal. So um, he's going to give you opportunities, and so uh, that part of it. I understand, and I also understand the argument. There's a lot of Bengals fans saying he didn't elevate Detroit. Well, Joe Burrow certainly elevated the Bengals, at least to a degree, and that's uh, it's going to be a factor in these big moments. But as it happens every single week, Jake, can they slow down this crazy front for the Rams? And it seems like the Bengals have faced every great pass rusher there is in the NFL. They haven't this season. They haven't faced Aaron Donald yet. They will on Sunday, and we'll talk about that next. But first, I have to tell you about GetUpside, the incredible app that's going to save you money every time you fill up at the gas pump. All you have to do is download the GetUpside app in uh, the App Store or Google Play. It's completely free, and you're going to save money every time you fill up. And right now with promo code TOUCHDOWN, you're going to get up to $0.25 off per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. It's free money. It's free money that you can deposit into your bank account, your PayPal account. You can use it to buy Jake Lisko some little beard cream maybe for the Super Bowl so he can get that looking real nice and fresh and crisp. Or who knows? You, you could put it towards big game tickets. Either way, Get Upside is the place to go right now to save money every time you fill up at the gas pump. And make sure you use promo code TOUCHDOWN because you're going to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill up. again. Get upside promo code touchdown. We've been talking about Super Bowl 56 now for a week, specifically because the Bengals are going. It's in LA at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. And now it's clear that you have to find a way to get there to watch the Bengals win it all. You can scour resellers. We've all been looking at those ticket prices. You can see if they start to come down closer to the day of the game, but why wait? when you can lock in your Super Bowl experience of a lifetime with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats, only available with On Location. An invitation to celebrate on the field with your team, On Location. It's not just about game day, it's end-to-end travel, exclusive Super Bowl weekend events across Los Angeles, pre-game parties featuring A-list music talent, and so much more that we just don't have enough time to talk about. It's the official hospitality partner of the NFL, and they're offering you the most exclusive ticket packages available, period. Check it out at onlocation.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. That's Super Bowl on location to get yourself to L.A. the right way. James, you hinted at Aaron Donald. Hinted. You're, you're right, man. We, we've talked a lot this year about how this team seems to have faced this absolute gauntlet of, of pass rushers. And every time we had that conversation, I was like, yeah, I guess they haven't faced Aaron Donald. They, they face everybody but Aaron Donald, right? And I'm sure there are a couple other guys that are offended that I'm leaving them off this list. They didn't face Trey Hendrickson either, right? But the, <laughs> the, the run will, will cease in the Super Bowl. They, they will. 
face Aaron Donald and Ashawn Robinson, who is an yeah. underheralded guy on that defensive line, and Von Miller, who they acquired midseason and has found, as I've said a few times on different radio shows and our own show, the Fountain of Youth, and Leonard Floyd, who has had a very productive year as that other guy on the defensive line for the Rams. That other guy, the third guy that we don't really talk about for the Rams front, had 70 pressures this year, had 13 sacks. The way PFF records sacks, I know it's different from the way the NFL officially records sacks, but 70 pressures, according to PFF this year, has been a really good third pass rusher for that team. And James, to your point, can they protect Burrow? I think we know the answer to that question at this point. We've watched this team play 20, 20 games, is it? 20 games? Yeah. And yeah, they cannot. Most of the time, they, they simply cannot. There are plays mm. that they hold up. There are plays when Joe Burrow has had a nice pocket. They kept in seven guys to block on that big T Higgins play, the play action play where they ran T Higgins and Jamar Chase down the left sideline right at Tyram Matthew. The Chiefs busted the coverage a little bit. Burrow had a nice pocket there. They kept seven guys in the block. So there are plays where it holds up. But by and large, especially in these playoffs, what we've seen instead of the offensive line finding a way to block is the offense adapting and the offense changing. And Joe Burrow breaking sacks, making plays with his leg. As Tyron Matthew said, you know, if you watch that mic'd up, Joe Burrow's a smart guy. He was waiting for those guys, the defenders, the, the coverage guys, to get their eyes turned. And as soon as they weren't looking at him, he found a running lane when he had to on crucial third downs. And that's a big reason the Bengals won that game. So that's what I'm looking at is how does the offense adapt this week? And that'll be my question all week. Yeah. And what wrinkles, what different things can they do? Because it's it's kind of wild. You think about that first Chiefs matchup versus the second one and kind of what the game plan was. In how it, you know, it, it felt very open, right, offensively, and they're pushing the ball down the field, and it didn't feel that way in that second matchup. And and I think part of that has to do with the offensive line. And I think Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan know, you know, that they can't do that and expect to have a ton of success. That being said, man, depending on how the Rams guard the, you know, the the Bengals, and even if they do double chase or, you know, it's Ramsey with the safety over the top of chase, you know, who knows? It, to me, they should have some advantages there if, you know, they, they can give him enough time and, you know, maybe they try to move the pocket and it's a bunch of boots and, they, you know, they try to mix in some of this stuff, but it's tough and it's, it's, it's hard for me to envision the path where this is a crazy shootout. Like I said, I, I think that this is going to be one of those games where, yeah, it's it's close and in the you know the Bengals score points, but it might be a grinded out type of game versus the the high scoring type game. When you you talk about all the stars, you would expect. I don't know if the Bengals want to get into that because of what they have to do, what they'll have to block, and it might be. Uh, and we saw it last week: a lot of short stuff, a lot of screens, a lot of. Uh, you you pointed this out: the lack of intermediate stuff. Hopefully they can find the intermediate and, and, and reestablish that because I do think that that's a key. But it was a lot of short stuff uh, against the um, against the Chiefs and, and the Titans I'm, for that matter. And I'm going to be yeah, the Titans especially. There was no deep shot period against against the Titans, and that's what's going to be really interesting is is how how do they adapt? But but to your point, you, you know, you talked about 
hammer the under. Everyone's like, hammer the under this week, right? Everyone's like, this isn't going to be a shootout. And it's funny because last week people really liked the over against yep. Kansas City. And people have really liked this offense all year. And people are like, yeah, the over, of course, the, the Bengals offense. You know, and when they play another good offense, and I think people probably think the Rams are at least an okay offense. They're good. Yeah, hit, hit yeah. that over. But the, the thing is, for, for everything that Joe Burrow is going to face this week, the Bengals' defense has risen to the challenge in these playoffs. Trey mm-hmm. Hendricks and Andrew Whitworth, that's a fun matchup on the left side of the Rams' offense we're going to talk about this week. And the Rams' running game, which was once like – the foundational piece of the Rams last Super Bowl run with, with Jared Goff and, and the wide zone stuff that Bill Belichick, you know, is, is, is famous for putting, you know, those five, six man fronts up there to stop those wide zone looks. That was their bread and butter. Not so long ago. Sean McVay now has the, the number one or number. These are the number one and number two empty teams in the NFL, the Rams mm-hmm. and the Bengals. These teams love to go empty, but the Bengals defense, has risen to the challenge, and so can it happen again? Or are we all misreading this game again, right? Where we thought the Chiefs-Bengals game was going to be first to 40 wins. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're thinking, yeah, but these defenses, you know, are, are we all wrong? That that's what's, that's what's so fun about football, right? Because these games look one way on paper and then play out another way. But but I, I'm with you, man. I think that I, I like the I like what Luana Rumo's done in these playoffs. And what this defense has done in these playoffs and being adaptable and finding ways to, to produce these turnovers and stepping up and making these plays. So, yeah, I mean, that that, that low scoring grinded out kind of game is looking really likely. But the other thing you mentioned, sorry, I, I know you want to jump in, is how will the how will the Rams play defense? Because there's a couple ways they could do it. One, they could you remember Green Bay? The flat-footed safeties, they were playing two high safeties flat-footed at 10 yards. They were coming down. They were crashing down on everything underneath. You remember that in, mm-hmm. in week five? And, and then you have other teams like this playoff run where they're just keeping a safety over chase. And they're, they're trying to stay too high. They're trying to keep the ball in front of them. Which approach will the Rams take? Because the Rams might be looking at the film and saying, oh, they're going short. They're playing in a short game. And they might mm-hmm. say, we'll, we'll play dangerous. We'll gamble on that short game a little bit. We'll give up maybe some shots. Or are they going to say, you know what? That's fine. Keep doing the short game stuff. You can have it. Will they stay patient? That's been our question. Yeah, I I, I have something on that. But to me, I, I do wonder, because it's one game. It's 60 minutes. I, I wonder if they just say, we're going to go empty. And we're going to let Burrow diagnose it. And, hey, you have a, a second and a half, Joe, and, and figure it out. Like, do they do that early and just try to catch them off? I don't know. I, I probably would not do that, but you never know, I guess. Um, the, the other thing here, and call me crazy, but if I'm the Rams, I would consider putting Ramsey, and Bengals fans are going to be like, I can't believe you're saying this. I'd put Ramsey on Chase. I would take away Boyd, and I would take away Higgins. I'd put a safety on the top of Higgins. I would double Boyd and try to take him out and make someone else beat you. And that might be Chase. Right. But early on, I would not be shocked if the Rams say, all right, this is what we're going to do. Our pass rush is going to get there. We're going to take away your other options and your number one receiver has to deal with the best cornerback in the game. That's how the Rams feel. We're, it's not up for debate if, if it is or not, but that's how they feel. And 
you're not going to have enough time for one of these guys to get open. And if you want to throw to Drew Sample or a less than 100% CJ Uzama or Samaje Piran or Joe Mixon, we'll take that and we'll we'll run and tackle. Wouldn't be shocked at all if that's the initial aspect. And then they say, you know, if, if Chase has a big play or two, then they're like, okay, and they adjust and adapt. Because where do you go in that situation? If you're the Bengals, if Chase can't get open necessarily on Ramsey and he's been able to get open against these top corners and single coverage all year long, and he hasn't really faced much of it recently. I also think Jalen Ramsey is better than Marlon Humphrey, for example. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, I think that there's a way that the Rams can do this that would be potentially confusing, which is they start by showing pre-snap we're going to keep a safety over Chase and then they rotate right. that safety away. And then they then they let Chase be on an island with with Jalen Ramsey, especially if they let Jalen Ramsey play off. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's that's the question too. Are they going to try to press him with Jalen? Because you know Ramsey can probably do all that stuff, and yeah. that's why I'm watching the Vikings game and the and the Tampa game as well because those two teams, like Mike Evans, torched the Rams, right? And and he, the- he, he had a big catch at the end. Yeah, he had a big catch at the end that really ch- like changed his numbers. He had a touchdown. Okay, and, Tom Brady's and- last one. Right, the 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 touchdown that the Jalen Ramsey commented about yeah. on uh, to, the 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 last touchdown of Tom Brady's career, um, but but the Vikings game as well, really good receivers, right? And two of them in that case, not not necessarily three, but two of them. And and KJ Osborne, the Vikings number three, isn't so bad. He's he's not you know T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, but he's not bad. So you know, looking at those games, what did they do in those games? Not that those guys are Jamar Chase, but you get the idea, right? As Adam Thielen and, and Justin Jefferson. I don't know if they even played when, when the Vikings played the Rams, but we're going to find out. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's something they could do there, especially early in the game. Yeah. Make it look See, like you're doing the same stuff. Make it look yep. like, you know, we're going to keep a safety over Chase and we're going to let these one-on-ones be on the other part of the field and then and then get out of it. I'm, I'm sure teams have done this to the Bengals this year. I'm sure they've seen stuff like this. But, you know, have they seen it with the kind of pass rush that they're facing? Because the Rams are going to be able to rush for and get pressure. And if Joe Mm -hmm. isn't able to diagnose those coverages quickly, get the ball out quickly, because that's been the answer, or make Aaron Donald miss the way he made Chris Jones miss, and all the respect in the world to Chris Jones, that's going to be harder with Aaron Donald than than it it could be tough. But Joe Burrow, like we've said, has risen to the occasion all year for these Bengals, especially in the playoffs. Tomorrow, yeah. James, I'll see you in LA. Radio Row, baby. Super we're Bowl gonna, 56. We're going to bring you all the coverage from LA in the week leading up to Super Bowl 56. Until next time, Bengals fans, who day and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.